Good morning, everyone, and welcome to your Friday. I hope you've had a great week and that you're looking forward to this weekend, this long weekend, because we're voting on Monday, if you remember. All right, we continue our devotionals this morning, and we in the book of Luke, <coughs> excuse me, specifically chapter 17, and I'll be focusing on, on verses 1 to 4 this morning. Uh, there was just so much good stuff, I had to pick exactly what I was going to share. The interesting thing is the heading of this section of the book is titled Sin, Faith, Duty, if you look at the NIV version, or if you look at the Amplified version, which is, I'm going, which is what I'm going to reference this morning, the heading says instructions. So strap yourselves in. But the good thing is I'm not giving you the instructions. Jesus is speaking, as you'll hear shortly. He's instructing us what to do. So let's get into it. The first two uh, verses, verses 1 and 2 of Luke 17 says, the Amplified, Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks, in other words, temptations and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come, but woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were hurled into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. I think you'd agree Life is challenging as it is. We live in a, in a turbulent world, in a very volatile, uncertain world. Uh, sometimes um, life is challenging at work, at home, in general. <coughs> and um, I think what Jesus is effectively saying here is that there's absolutely no need for us to trip one another up and to lead one another into temptation. In fact, he says, but woe, judgment is coming to him through whom those stumbling blocks come. And that it would be better for him to be hurled into the sea and sink to the bottom of the ocean uh, than to cause others to stumble. So here's the first instruction for the day. I believe this, these verses are saying that we should use our good judgment and EQ not to lead others into temptation, including our spouses, our children, our brothers and sisters, the community, our work colleagues. Um, we need to make wise decisions and meet people where they are at. So to make it practical, for instance, if I know my children likes sweets and lollipops and I open up a slab of chocolate at five o'clock in the afternoon when they're about to sit down for dinner, not wise, I'll be in trouble at home and I'll lead my kids into temptation. Or maybe another example, if you have the long weekend, um, have a bride, just maybe think about this. Um, if you know of friends or family members uh, who might have previously or who's struggling with for instance alcohol and you invite them for a braai to have a, a beer or a glass of wine at the braai with with um, those people might not be wise uh, well in fact it's not wise because you'll lead those people into temptation so just to be aware that's the first the first thought for today if we then go on to uh, verses three three to four it says <coughs> pay attention and always be on God looking out for one another if your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. And if he repents and changes, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive him. That is, give a presentment and consider the offense recalled and annulled or nullified. This passage starts by saying, pay attention and always be on guard looking out for one another, which is the second instruction for this morning. It's our duty to focus on those around us, not to be oblivious to the things around us and not to just focus on our own needs. We need to look out for one another and not live with our heads in the sand. We need to 
Yeah, we need to have a huge care factor for one another. Very, very um, simple, but very powerful, the second instruction. Then the passage goes on to say, if your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. The third instruction. And if he repents and changes, forgive him. We'll get to that in a moment. So the third instruction is, um, solemnly warn one another, should we sin? In other words, um, in a serious, sincere, and dignified manner, let's pull one another up. Let's keep one another on the, let's call it straight and narrow, and point out in a respectful manner with a, with a, with a sincere tone, um, if that happens. I think it's important the manner in which that's delivered because it needs to be helpful. It shouldn't be accusational or judgmental. All right, and then the last instruction is, it says forgive repeatedly up to seven times a day, if you, if you recall what I read. And, and I just want to dwell on this for a moment um, as, I, as I close. I think the main points that comes to mind when I think of that piece, which says forgive repeatedly or up to seven times a day when the person returns and repent, is that firstly, we need a lot of patience, tolerance, and compassion for one another. Um, just as Jesus has with us, right? And secondly, we need to live with a spirit of forgiveness. But what does that forgiveness mean? Well, the Amplified explains it beautifully in a twofold manner in this verse. It says you must forgive him, that is, give up resentment, bitterness and anger, and consider the offense recalled basically as if it never happened. <coughs> now that's easier said than done, right? Because often the hurt and the feelings will still be there because of what happened, what, the sin that was committed against you, etc. But having read this and prayed about it, I felt that um, forgiveness almost has two components to it. It's got the sin itself that was committed against, against you or against us, and then there's the person um, who committed the sin. And if we choose to forgive, we um, effectively... If we choose, sorry, if we choose not to forgive, we effectively choose to continue living under the power of that sin. However, if we choose to forgive and we um, bring the light of Jesus in, into, into that sin, um, we choose to live under the freedom that Jesus gives us and no longer under that sin. And I, I believe in have experienced that if we choose that, resentment and bitterness and all of that dissipates eventually because we're living with that freedom. And also what inevitably happens is the person that is dealt the person that's committed that sin is almost dealt with in your own mind and soul because you've replaced living under the power of the sin with Jesus' freedom. And although that person might have to still deal with some personal stuff, you are free of it and you can live a free life. So to wrap it up, let's remind ourselves of the four instructions we received this morning. Firstly, we should use good judgment and not cause others to fail or to stumble and lead them into temptation. Secondly, it's our duty to pay attention and to look out for one another. I love that. Thirdly, if others sin and disregard God's um, counsel, it is our duty to warn them and make them aware of it in a sincere and respectful manner. And fourthly, we need to forgive repeatedly, have grace with one another, and it's better for, for us and it will set us free if we live with a spirit of forgiveness. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you have a great weekend and enjoy your Friday. Goodbye.